Hello, everybody. I'm Fran Curry, and thanks for tuning into Eavesdrop this week. We're so glad you're with us. We're talking about a huge issue. We're talking about an issue that affects every American, and through that, it affects everybody in the world, and that is the Internal Revenue Service. But first, let me tell you how you can stay tuned to Eavesdrop. You can subscribe to us. You can go to iTunes. You can go to BigBrainsMedia.com and to Stitcher.com. And I'll subscribe. It'll be downloaded to the device of your choosing, so that way you never miss an episode. Uh, Joining me today is Amy Bolt, who is an accountant, uh, just an all-around smart lady when it comes to talking about money issues and tax issues. And... Amy, as we've listened to things that have happened in America that we never thought would happen, whether it's been Benghazi, whether it's that the war on terror is over, even though the enemy continues to shoot at us, uh, whether it's the IRS, we are facing some significant issues in America. But I do think the IRS issue, the controversy surrounding targeting of conservatives and Tea Party types, Uh, is a big issue because this eventually will affect everybody in this country. Yes, it will. And, Fran, I want to thank you for having me again. Sure. I always look forward to this. Well, let me start with um, the definition, what the IRS considers themselves. I think a lot of people are confused by that. Mm -hmm. The IRS is considered to be apolitical, and this means that they are deaf and blind to politics. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's that's very laughable. This entire situation revolves around organizations that are 501c4s that are tax-exempt organizations that can participate in politics as long as their money, 50% or less of their money, is spent on politics. Now, the entire scandal, let me go over a quick timeline okay. with you if that's okay. Sure. Okay, the scandal is that D.C. tipped off in 2010. Now, this was by a misfired email. Oops. Yes. (laughs) From Cincinnati to everyone in the D.C. IRS exempt organization rulings and agreements unit. And the problem was, is there was a list. It's called the BOLO list, which means be on the lookout. And these words included organizations with the titles of Tea Party and Patriotic in their names. There was also a name, it was called 9 to 12. Honestly, I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming that a lot of conservative tax-exempt organizations use this. So the timeline here is five months before the election where we elected Obama, The White House actually knew about this. This year, on April 22nd, the White House counsel knew. Now, May 10th, just, you know, a little over a month ago, Mm -hmm. is when this was exposed to the public and Mm -hmm. when Obama said he found it out. May 10th. One week later comes the resignation of the IRS commissioner. He coincidentally was already retiring in June. It seems like they really have um, a cushy position with the White House, including a former IRS 
uh, not sure what his position was with the IRS, who visited the White House more than 131 times over the past a few years since Obama has been president. What what strikes me as interesting is how all of these things seem to happen and fall away in between election cycles so that we would not hear about this before the last time we voted in the election between Mitt Romney and Barack Obama. What do everyday folks need to be looking out for? I know there are a lot of people who've lost their car dealerships if they gave money to the Republican Party. Um, I know a lot of Christians here in Birmingham, Alabama, who lead conservative Christian organizations and, and are not don't call themselves conservative Christian organizations who are having a difficult time getting their 501c4 status. You know, what what do we the citizens need to be on the lookout for? Well, we need to think about, you know, if we apply for this status, not only what our names are, unfortunately, but are we going to be put under extra scrutiny? Is it a situation where we need to look at the time period? Because this is what the IRS is doing, is they are being very invasive. Like you said, they are even even finding out the names of donors, which is not kosher. No, not at all. And should not be their role as the Internal Revenue Service. Um, part of that being mm, invasive of our lives involves the IRS going to doctors' offices, y'all, your medical records. And there's a specific case in California where a number of celebrities uh, go to the doctor there and the IRS left with their medical records and have refused to give them back. Um, There's no reason for us to think that won't involve us. But this IRS mess has a lot to do with um, this nightmare called Obamacare, as many of us are discovering. That's exactly right. And my question is, is where does HIPAA fall into exactly. this? Exactly. Because we are, this is very invasive. And, and let me tell you something that's very interesting. Um, prior to the director of tax, the tax agency, um, the one that was presently that pled the fifth mm-hmm. on the questions. and she's Lois on, Barner? That's correct. Oh, Lois. Lois. <laughs> <laughs> and she was put on administrative leave. Well, at the time all of this came out, I believe her name was Sarah Hall Ingram. Mm-hmm. And ironically, between 2010 and now, she has received over $100,000 in bonuses, and she's been moved from that position to the director of the tax agency's Obamacare program and will be in charge of power and staffing. And in case you don't know, the financial branch of Obamacare will all be run by the Internal Revenue Service. Uh, I have personally found out in the last few weeks um, from my doctor's office if I had an outstanding bill, I had to have it paid by June 1st, and it didn't matter if it was $10 or $10,000. Uh, It was going to be turned over to the IRS, 30% added to it, and then after 30 days with the IRS, if it was not paid, we would be arrested. And um, I paid my bill off. Uh, I was fortunate because I've had my doctor 22 years. But there were a lot of people who could not afford to pay what was being asked of them to pay. But again, that's trickle down from the IRS because they are the financial arm of Obamacare. 
That's correct. And, you know, it's scary. We don't have a congressman that has read the 78,000-page document. (laughs) Right. Not a single one. We do know that the cost, the projected cost, has increased to $1.5 trillion that it's going to cost our country every year to run this. And we have to realize we've got less than 200 days. Wow. Before this is in effect. And again, we won't know anything really until October 1st. You can call the IRS today with a question. <laughs> you can call them tomorrow and get a different answer. And that's just the way things the way things are. We're going to see a lot of doctors that resign. Mm-hmm. We're going to see in our colleges and universities, you're going to see incentive programs, as you did a few years ago with nurses. There's just a lot of, um, it's just ludicrous. It really is. What's going on. And there will be people that the whole idea behind Obamacare was that every American would have health insurance. But we're actually looking at people who will be losing coverage because of Obamacare. Some of the people who can afford it the least. Um, And your first shock comes when you get a paycheck and you realize, wow, I'm not one of the one percent, but I still got cut this amount of money, and that hasn't even led to what you're going to be cut when Obamacare kicks in. And and all of this, this is factual. Congress has passed this. This is going to happen. And so in some way, we, we need, we the people, our country, we need to be prepared. That's right. We've got small businesses between mm-hmm. two and 99 employees. Those premiums are going to go up between 20 and 50 percent. Now, the issue with the individual that does not have insurance, you're looking at the young, healthy male, Mm -hmm. and they're going to opt probably not to get insurance and maybe just pay a very small fine if they're single. Well, then we have the unhealthy and the elderly that have to have insurance. And again, you're going to see premiums skyrocket because this is this is who is getting insurance. Yeah, you will not. If you are over 76 years old, when Obamacare kicks in, you can forget being treated for cancer, getting a hip replacement, a knee replacement. My mom will be 80 in December and I'm on her now about go get everything done that you think you need to get done. Um, but it's almost like there will be a death committee for older Americans when Obamacare kicks in to determine who, okay, you're young enough to be treated for cancer, so I guess we'll treat you. But if you're over 76, you can forget it. That's right. There's actually a committee that's going to make these decisions, which is not, it's not fair to the American people. And you've got, you know, the healthcare industry makes up 15% of our economy. Mm-hmm. We have 17, only 17 states that are going to regulate their agencies. The rest are going to be regulated by the feds. You've got your major healthcare providers, United Health, Cigna, Aetna, Blue Cross. They are only going to provide care for between 10 and 25 states. And this, you know, these are our major providers, especially in the South Mm -hmm. and in California, and they're going to pull out. And that is a scary thing. And and one thing that my friends and I have been talking about, like, y'all, we really need to get healthy so that we can make it the next three and a half years while we know (laughs) Obamacare will be in play. Amy, what advice do you give to to everyday folks out there who are going to deal with this either through their companies or as individuals? What advice do you give? 
Well, let me tell you the first advice that I'd like to give to small businesses is to figure this out for the long term. Yes, it's going to cut into your overhead. If you do not offer insurance, then you are going to lose talented employees Mm -hmm. to other companies that are going to take that out-of-pocket cost. For the individuals, whether you need it or not, our futures are uncertain. I encourage them to get the insurance. Now, if you're single, you could look at a penalty of 99 This is all based on income. But an average middle-class family of four, you could be looking at a penalty of $12,000. That's incredible. It is. And And scary. You know, you have to encourage people. It's kind of like long-term care insurance. We might never need it. Right. But when we do, it'll be there. And that we need to face health care insurance the the same way. And um, if you are... I think it's over 50 or over 60, one of the two, you will be required to go to end-of-life planning workshops every five years until, you know, you're over 79 and they don't care anymore. Um, I'm not sure that's the federal government's role, that I want to plan my end-of-life events through them. One other thing folks need to watch out for, and as a dog lover and a dog owner, this will affect your cost at the vet. And all the unique care that you can get for your dogs or your cats or your ferrets or whatever. So be aware that your vet cost might be going up as well. Um, And for people, you're going to have to get the insurance one way or the other. You're going to have to pay a fine if you don't get it. Uh, Amy Bolt is somebody you might want to give a call and talk to her about this. And, Amy, this goes back to the point, too, of just all of us being smart with our financial planning because things are, are definitely changing. They are changing. And as with any budget, as we've discussed before, you've got to anticipate. Be aware, especially come October when enrollment begins, and it will be messy, mm-hmm. that you conservatively prepare to accept the penalty or you speak with your employer to see, are you going to absorb the cost and how's that going to affect my family and I? And a question I wanted to ask you, and we didn't talk about this before, but I heard this on the radio driving in today, that the Internal Revenue Service is offering lower rates for people who have not paid taxes in years, that now might be the time to go ahead and file those back taxes. Is that something that that, that you've heard about? Or is this just, I don't want to say a ploy to get people to file the back taxes, but I heard that this morning and thought it was interesting. Well, I think the IRS has always taken that stance. And the thing is, is there are so many people, and I've dealt with a lot of people that have not filed. But I think what this is going to do is it's going to flag the IRS. They're going to start looking for the small fish. You know, ordinarily, we don't have to worry a lot about audits because they're, they're after the bigger fish. Right. But... You know, for the people that have the larger penalties that haven't filed tax returns, there is going to red flag the IRS. So it might be a good idea to go ahead and get that done. Absolutely. Definitely before October. And Amy, tell us about about your business and how folks can get in touch with you. Okay, my name of my business is Horizon Consulting, LLC. I do have a Facebook page where I keep everything updated, and that is Bolt Horizon. And you can go on there and like my page. My email address is amy, A-M-Y, at 
horizonconsultingllc.com or feel free to call me at 205-520-6640. I'm very prompt with returning phone calls and I'll be happy to explain any of these issues more in depth should anyone have any questions because there is going to be a lot of planning, especially come the end of the calendar year and as we approach tax season it's going to be very overwhelming for these businesses yeah i can i can only imagine and for those of us who are not necessarily necessarily smart in this area <laughs> you need an amy bolt in your life and uh she is a sweet christian person and she looks like miss america so when <laughs> you go visit her she's the pretty little one in the corner uh running this amazing business so, uh, Amy, thank you so much for being here and for getting us up to date with um, what's going on with the IRS and what's going on with Obamacare. And, and a lot of folks just like to put their head in the sand, but this is not one time we can do that. No, and, and really pay attention to the news tonight. There is another hearing today. Mm-hmm. There is also a rally on Capitol Hill involving um the Tea Party and the issues with the IRS. So it'll be interesting tonight to see how everything goes. That's right. And um, the rest of the world is paying attention to this, too. Um, They're having their own financial problems. I had planned to, in 2016, for my 50th birthday, I was going to go to Brazil for the Olympics. They have gone crazy, and it's over Mm. all sorts of financial issues that are happening there. So um, as goes the United States, so goes the rest of the world. So um, as Christians, we need to be in prayer for our nation and for the world as a whole and and just pray for the next three and a half years to get through this. Absolutely. In prayer, this can be changed. Yes, it can be. Definitely. Amy Bolt, thank you so much. Thank you, Fran. It's a pleasure. We appreciate you very much. And we appreciate all of you who listen to Eavesdrop. And just a reminder to you to go to iTunes where you can subscribe and you can listen to us. Um, If you subscribe, you'll get it automatically every week. Um, You can also go to bigbrainsmedia.com and to stitcher.com to listen into Eavesdrop. We thank you for being with us this week. God bless.